0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: You're listening to The Wes and Walker Show. This is another box. Goodness gracious. (laughs) It's Wes. Oh, it's multiple. We got little soccer balls. We got rugby balls. We got the basketball. And Walker. These guys are happy, stuffed balls is what they are. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. Good Lord. Uh,
1: That's going to be a drop.
0: We have- <laughs> Continuing to speak his producer language to us, bringing Jump Around, which also ties into North Carolina, celebrating Drake May, moving up to number one (laughs) on Wes Bryant's ACC QB Power Ranking.
2: I never get tired of that song. I still remember the first time I heard it when my cousins brought the single. House of Pain. It's a good cover. We all danced around the house when it came on. That was one of the most undeniable songs, like, ever. Like, I remember the first time I heard it drop at my cousin's living room back in the day. As soon as that beat hit, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Did so, you hate that Danny Green in North Carolina yes, became known yes, for it? Yes, I hate the little stupid dance they do before the game <laughs> and all that. I used to want to just, I wish... There the, you go. I Kyle wish Kyle the floor. it around. You know, you always <laughs> like the, you know how Fiddy can wish ill on a lot of different things? And no. I won't go to some of the lengths that he does. Please don't. But I would definitely hope that sometimes that. the the floor would be slick and then they just slip and bust mm. it behind while they were doing that little silly dance they do. How do you feel about that, Fiddy?
1: I mean, I was going to go back to Wes saying <laughs> that they danced around the house and didn't jump around the house.
0: That deserves cricket.
1: That was really bad. you know, then we, we've we given a platform to a man that actively wishes ill things to happen to college athletes.
2: I just said slip and bust your behind. You can get up I and mean, like, that. I, who are you talking about? I, what, I didn't know if you're talking about you. or Yeah, because if was, we went into the uh, <laughs> hidden files here.
1: <laughs> but mine wasn't an
0: athlete. It was the coach that. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, just you think there's only one comment you ever made. Right.
2: That was that questionable. I mean, yeah. We can, just go, back, and I stand by we can just go back to <laughs> what he said about Wimbledon against the Knicks. I mean, we don't even want to yeah, put that on wrong. airwaves. What was said, <laughs> <laughs> What was said there.
0: I'm telling you, I mean, just stop you dead in your tracks, type of vitriol, <laughs> yeah, that Fitty has for some of these athletes. It's true, mm, make
2: it, you want to clutch your pearls.
0: Speaking of, it will, it, it will indeed. <laughs> speaking of giving <laughs> the platform trouble. to some people,
2: <laughs> speaking of giving that big
0: old platform to people, <laughs> time now for Josh Fitty Marlowe and the Livewire. La vibes on the team connect. Get respect for they realness, I know you feel this. The east
1: to the west
0: to
2: the west up north to the
1: down south. Likewise. Kind of a college feel to today's show. Campus Corner, Wes's ACC QB power rankings. And our live wire going to focus a lot on the college football world, but that's what happens. When you got an 0-6 NFL team and you've actually got some good, intriguing, local college football that's taking place. Especially up in Clemson, where they're having for them a quote-unquote down year, despite them having the chance to get back to the ACC championship game and win yet another ACC title. Well, on Dabo Sweeney's weekly call-in show, he had uh, some words for the Tiger Faithful.
2: I don't think anybody's satisfied at being four and
0: two. We're never satisfied. I mean, you know, it's just kind of where we are. No, our fans are awesome. I mean, 98.5% of our fans are amazing. I mean, I've been here 20, <laughs> it's my 21st year. So, I mean, literally 98.5% are amazing, but we got one and a half percent that they're with you win or win. And, uh, you know, and so I just made a, I was trying to, I don't even know who I was talking to. Pep him up a little bit. You know, a little adversity some, in this world is sometimes good. You know, because for a couple of reasons, I think sometimes you can win so much you lose appreciation for the blessing. That's just a reality, and uh, it's hard to win. It's freaking hard to win, and to win consistently is almost impossible.
1: You want to hear his second comment, or you want to react to that one?
2: <laughs> Let's just play us everything, and then we'll react off of that.
1: Okay, well, if those 46 seconds weren't enough of Dabo calling out a fan base that helped pays this contract, here's 50 more seconds of Dabo talking about the Tiger fan base. We're at a point in our time, and I hate that, where, you know, people, if you you don't go into... Maybe we don't play the second comment. I don't know what happened. All right. (laughs) Poor Dabo. It just did not import very well. He basically said they need to lose more to lose some people off the bandwagons.
0: All right, so you have a big old problem. do you, Do you want to take the floor on this, or were you wanting to pass it to us? Go ahead, because it, no, you're well, busting at the seams. Well, no, I mean, look,
1: I know Dabo is is one of Wes's guys, but also so was Michael Myers. So that we had to call into question where <laughs> what we think about Dabo. <laughs> I can remember to the mid 2000s when Kirk Curp Street did a thing about what fan base gets let down the most, and he said it was the Clemson Tigers because they had a bunch of expectations there's always been talent in clemson it's an sec uh, school that is stuck in the acc and yet they went six and five seven and five eight and four i can remember when Dabo was on the verge of getting fired because he couldn't beat south carolina and his fan base stood behind him all the time now you're winning championships Regularly, going to the playoff regularly. You don't think Nick Saban, Ryan Day, Kirby Smart, those guys deal with it to an even higher degree, Dabo? We got to get rid of these coaches calling shows. They had a purpose <laughs> in the 80s and the 90s. They don't have a purpose anymore. We have as much access to the coaches now as we're ever going to have. And it puts these coaches in a bad spot where they talk out of their mouth. And Dabo does that as good as any coach in the country. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, so regardless if Dabo's my man or not, I, I damn near want to go foul line on Clemson fans because he's right. Like, Clemson fans should be so grateful for this guy because I've said it all the time, never in my life. I looked at Clemson as a program that every four years when they had a veteran-laden team, they would get to a, uh, a New Year's Bowl like the Peach Bowl or something like that. I never – and I've been watching ACC football since 1991 – I never thought that Clemson was going to become a national power because for whatever reason, when they would get in big spots, they'd lose games and then they'd always take a L to somebody they weren't supposed to. But for them, for him to take them to I believe it's five. Uh, college football playoffs get two national championships I damn near cried when Deshaun Watson won the first one because I never thought I'd see it happen that was one of those college football things I never thought I'd see happen now they're going through a little bit of tough times every program goes through that Bobby Bowden went through it at Florida State Nick Saban going through it this year he's had some lean years at Alabama in between titles as well it happens But these fans that sit there and they come up with a million excuses. You need to go to the transfer portal. You need to do this. You need to do that. Just because you've had a couple of down seasons that for a lot of programs they'd be appreciative of, it is ridiculous. But for the fact that he brought you two national championships, not one, but two, I thought after he got the one, I didn't think they would win another. So they should be super grateful for this guy because when he leaves, I don't know that they keep the success going that they once had, the players that he's brought in, all the games that he's won. I believe I'm, I am side with him 100. percent And I would do that if it was that boy or any other coach that's won two titles and been to the college football playoffs five damn times.
1: What's yeah. isn't wrong? I it, I mean uh, my 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 issue. It's not even really that that he said it. It, it was just more that like like th- this this is what happens when you build a when you build a championship caliber program, and then you say the best is the standard. Well, the best. And being the standard is winning national championships. It's a spoiled fan base, and it's a passionate fan base. And so, yeah, for them going 11 and three and losing in the Orange Bowl is a disappointment, <laughs> which might which might be a problem. Like I would kill for that to be a disappointing <laughs> season for Tar Heel football. Right. Yeah. But my but on the flip side, like Dabo, buddy friend. You are not the only coach that deals with this. So does Saban. So does Harbaugh. So does Kirby Smart. And I how many of them are outwardly complaining about them? And also, these people help pay your, enorm- your, your enormous salary to coach a game. No,
2: think- they, they, they do. They complain. Coaches have come out and said stuff about fan expectations. I've definitely heard Saban say stuff about that.
1: And- well, But that's the person that's calling in that is complaining about not three-peating.
2: I think there's some forever truths on both sides. It's never
0: going to sound great when your head coach is complaining about fans. And all the fans in the world who experience a prolonged amount of success, like now that you are a Clemson fan, you expect to get to the playoff every year, they turn into monsters. Fan bases turn into monsters once that level of success is the standard. It doesn't matter if you had never experienced it before like Clemson. (laughs) Once you get five years of championship talk, at the end of that five years, we will have graduated into, oh, my God, I hate what I've become, but now this is my football team, and I expect
2: something different. What are you say an American Gangster? Your success took a shot at
1: you. Did you get that reference, Walker, or no? American Gangster? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you
0: get the reference? I'm a I little, am um, the
1: reference. I uh, don't know what any of this means. That's, Let's move yeah. on. Okay. Go on to the next audio. Part. All right. So, look, we we going we, we came for the Clemson fans, but we had some stuff to say about uh, the Clemson's head coach. He's not the only one in the news. We talked about Shane Beamer Uh maybe being on the hot seat yesterday. Well, if you don't think he's feeling the pressure down in Columbia, he is, and he told you how and why he broke his foot following the loss to Florida. I uh, might as well say it now because y'all are going to ask on Saturday after the game. I broke my foot um, on Saturday, uh, so I'd rather just get it out
0: there and say it and not have y'all speculating, and then after the game on Saturday in Missouri, you ask. I called Coach Tanner, told him to make sure he was okay with it, and he died laughing when I told him, so obviously there's not a lot of empathy from him. Um, it was uh, – uh after the game and certainly that was a gut-wrenching emotional loss and and uh, i was frustrated and kicked something that i shouldn't have kicked
1: and and uh thought i was okay but journaling of the game wore off and before anybody starts the narrative like the head football coach is frustrated and lost his
0: poise and all that no i care
1: guys he cares he cares so much he broke his foot what do you think he kicked that's what that's what I thought about. Something very
2: hard that probably didn't move. I just, man, Shane Beamer, I don't know.
0: <laughs> How weird is that messaging? Guy, before you guys make it a big deal, I just want to get out in front of it. Act, acting like we got the biggest scandal in our hands in South Carolina football history. Shane, let me put it, for, like, we don't care as much as you think we do. Right. Who in the world is about to have this big old article? Shane Bieber needs to act better. He needs to act like he got some sense. Phil Cornblut,
1: you think that was going to happen with oh, somebody? Oh, oh, knowing the South Carolina media, Phil Cornblut. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm unfamiliar enough with that then to where I don't know and I speak from ignorance. But I hear that comment and I think <laughs> Shane, my guy. Nobody cares as much as you think they do. Where you have to have a pre where you no nah, I know it's just a normal press conference, but where you have to go to the podium and say, Before everybody makes a big deal out of this, I'm gonna get out in front of it. Like you're getting out in front of a scandal. That was just <laughs> weird messaging. It yeah, was. Well, I don't just the attitude about it, he following al- the heels of blaming everybody else and deflecting, and that clip going
1: viral just a weird thing for me. He almost treated his foot like Bobby Petrino's neck brace in 2012,
0: he like, just wanted to get out in front of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> without this whole scandal,
1: yeah, what fine
2: Feinbaum say?
1: Okay, yeah, because we, because you know, you know, Feinbaum isn't going to have, isn't going to miss the opportunity to take a shot at, at anybody. Here's what he had to say about South Carolina's head coach. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, the producer just asked me to react to that. I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, this guy was laughing about it, cajoling, thinking. It was like a high school frat prank. Uh, I mean, this is a head football coach at a major SEC school, and he breaks his foot in frustration. If he had shown half that effort in trying to stop Florida from blowing them uh, to to pieces at the end of that game, I I, I think maybe the season wouldn't be on the brink and going straight down the toilet. But uh, that, that that was really incredible. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm sorry Did you just let me go on that whole rant Saying nobody cares and then Paul Feinbaum Was trying to make this a big thing You immediately proved me wrong with the next soundbite Which is hilarious
1: <laughs> Well I mean you also gotta remember that And Paul Feinbaum's running, we love Paul Yeah. I mean the world stops and ends with the SEC Oh, And, and South right. Carolina is a major SEC University Maybe in terms of its enrollment Not in the football landscape They've never won a conference championship Paul
0: Yeah that that is hilarious though How I was just discussing it, and then Paul Feinbaum does try to make this a big deal. You're all, you're right, too, in that Feinbaum is going to make a lot of things a big deal because he is the essence of Southern football SEC radio. And so, yes, that's why I love everything about that soundbite. But what a mess with this whole thing that doesn't need to be as much. I don't know. Just a weird back and forth, a weird press conference comment, and then Paul coming in and giving us a nice SEC exclamation point. I want to know what he keeps. So do I. Yeah, it all comes back to that I have no clue <laughs> I have no clue Well somebody on the text line said They caught it on camera That he kicked something oh, so I haven't seen that If we have that Then it shouldn't be hard To review the film Film I don't know why I pronounce that so Film <laughs> yeah. Film That uh, was Southern Yeah I'm from Catawba County, County I mean we can just from go review the out, film baby. if we want to <laughs>
1: Yeah you know If Dabo would review the film On Saturday night Instead of Monday We'd win more championships Up here in little old Clemson Oh, Which cousin okay. of yours did you, you imitate <laughs> this now?
3: <laughs>
1: that's Lancaster. I was, I was gonna say the dumb one, but all of them are dumb, so are you the smart one? <laughs> I'm a plea fifth because there's no right answer to that. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> oh,
0: okay. I'm not either, buddy. We can both uh, we can both be the dumb one together. That'll do it for the live wire. We move on. Just a couple more segments to go on Weston Walker at Sports Radio ninety two seven WFNZ. the level of hatred that he does for Virginia Tech either. Yeah, me neither. It's it's not. He said something during the break that we can't say. We cannot. I mean, you just continue to prove our point. And and (laughs) and (laughs) listeners would be appalled. Uh, They would be appalled. Yes. They'd be appalled. But also, I didn't realize that the level of hate was there for Virginia Tech like it was, and, and Frank Beamer even specifically.
1: It's why Bailey and I having the great relationship that we have as coworkers is really surprising, because and he probably you know doesn't remember this. When I was a listener, I argue with this guy all the time on Twitter about Virginia Tech, North Carolina, because my my hatred for Frank Beamer from a, from an ACC football perspective, it's it's probably right up there with Dabo. Like I I violently hate that man.
0: You said violently.
1: Yeah, it, I can't stand
0: him. You are you are yeah, he's an a, amazing human well, being. I mean, when he, word.
1: Look at the program he built at Virginia Tech. Which, albeit they never won a national championship, they played in a title game. And to think that could have been in Chapel Hill because he was supposed to take the UNC job. He didn't. He ends up in Blacksburg and builds a fantastic program. And for a long-time suffering Tar Heel football fan before Mac Brown came back, Mm -hmm. I look at him and thought, you know, what could have been? And you might might have been able to get
2: Michael Vick because I think I can't remember if he oh, said. Oh, that would hurt. now oh, the, I would I even, can't I remember. And he, and I Pep think, I think he team? said that he had thought about following, like in the footsteps of Curry and going there. I may be wrong. Though. All right, so I, I will say, <laughs>
0: I could understand Fitty's uh, anger if you're telling if you're telling a heels fan that they could have had Michael Vick in college. If, if there was any avenue to explore that, then that would be tough to swallow.
1: On the same team that Julius Peppers was on, you would have yeah. had the two best players yeah. on both sides of the ball in the country.
0: Yeah, that was number one and two, right? Or it was who was? no it was Carr when Peppers was picked. But yeah, you would have had the number one overall pick in a previous draft, and then Julius Peppers too. Yeah, ooh, buddy. Yeah, that would have been pretty nice for Carolina football. But hey, they're six and zero. Oh. They're about to create new history. And I mean, here, look,
1: the reason why he didn't take the job, I'll never be upset about. <clears throat> he he didn't take the job for the same reason Mac Brown left. He he thought the football funding should take precedent over the basketball funding, um, and which now it does because there's more money in football. But at the time, it was very equal. Should have never happened. And so he goes to a football school and did some great things. But yeah, man, <clears throat> yeah, man, that that guy. <laughs> That guy, I hate him. All right, so we learned about (laughs) Fiddy's Frank Beamer
0: hate. Who knows who we're going to find out about who he hates uh, a little bit later on. We find
2: out something every week about somebody.
0: All right. Every day. All right, speaking of uh, Fiddy, maybe we can talk about Big Fiddy. Scott Fitter over there running the Carolina Panthers as a general manager, and it's the same guy that turned down two first-round picks last year along with a third-round pick when the Rams offered that trade package in order to get Brian Burns. We've talked about this a lot, and I've questioned it a little in my mind, but it makes sense that the Panthers are not going to get two first-round picks and a third-round pick if they actually trade Brian Burns before the deadline this season. That's going to be too much. thought it might be too much even then when the Rams are giving all that up. I can't imagine another team will do it again. But every time we discuss people losing value, I think we don't consider the sense of urgency that these teams feel. And then desperation being bred because of that sense of urgency. And so as we continually discuss how you'll never get that package again, that's that's true. I don't think you're going to get two firsts and a third. But we talked about at least getting a first-round pick for Brian Burns, Wes. If you're going to move him, you got to trade him for a first or you're selling him for something less than 100 cents on the dollar. And that's not in the business i want to be in if I'm the Panthers. But I think you could even get two first-round picks. I think that's at least what you should be exploring and maybe a first and a third, maybe first and a second. Like we could argue all day about some of the nuances there, but whatever. But like when you're talking about two first round picks, I think maybe that's something that you could get with a team desperate enough to compete. This is the year they feel like they can win a Super Bowl, and we're another edge rusher away. We want to pair our already star edge rusher with another one to free him up a little bit more. What say you on the kind of value you think you could get in return for Brian Burns right now?
2: Um, Oh, I mean, two first-round picks. I'm not sure just because the leverage teams will know that Carolina is trying to offload him. I think that last year when they got that type of offer, they knew that he was a guy that Carolina valued very much, so they knew that they had to come with that type of offer to be able to get him. And so now when you look at the situation and they are winless and teams are feeling like, as the articles have said, that it is a fire sale, then teams are going to try to lowball them. I think you could probably still get a one, maybe a mid to late rounder after that. But I think that last year when teams felt like Carolina really valued him and knew that you would have to come correct on the offer, I think that was the reason why they got such a a, a king's ransom, so to speak. I don't know that they would get that today. I, I still think you could get a one. But not two one. Yeah, I think I think Philly also was in the mix for Brian Burns, and they were willing
0: to give up two first round picks. But the problem there is that Philly was going to have a later round pick because they were so good, and that didn't necessarily match up to what a Rams pick would be. Because yeah. even if the Rams are actually performing a little better than their expectation this season, but they're still not Philly. I, I yeah, I think the desperation there could bring you maybe a couple first-round picks. Fiddy, I know you had a team that you thought might be willing to do it. With all of these rumors out there, some of the teams that could be active be buyers at the trade market, there's a team that you thought might be willing to get rid of two first-round picks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would look at Detroit as a team that is off to a, their best start since at least the Barry Sanders uh, era. Um, you know, you've know, you got a premier pass rusher in Aiden Hutchinson, but kind of like with the Eagles, with with Hassan Reddick, they were looking to put Burns opposite him. You put Burns opposite Hutchinson, could make Detroit even more, uh, uh, more more legit in the NFC. I think they're the third best team of the NFC. I have them behind the Eagles and the Forty ers They haven't competed in a while. Maybe they could be all in, and that could be a team that could call Scott Fitter and say, "Hey, we'll give we'll give you two first for for Burns."
0: Yeah, I think once we get to the trade deadline and things start moving, and maybe there's another deal. Let's say another competitor makes a move, a big one. And now the other contenders are like, Ooh, we got to do something to match up with, with what they they do. And then you're talking about these draft picks. It might be a Rams philosophy. Bleep them picks. We got to win right now. And so we'll get rid of them and give them to Carolina. Because Carolina, I don't. they don't have a lot of leverage in the contract negotiation. I get that. But as far as the trade market goes, they don't have to get rid of Brian Burns for anything less than what they deem fit. My question is they turned down the two first and a third before we had this contract hiccup with Brian Burns. Would they do it again? If Let's say first and a third. Let's take away a first from that Rams hall. Would they turn down another lucrative offer? A, another one for Brian Burns after th- an 0-6 start after Brian Burns wants $30 million and you can't get an agreement because, boy, if he does it again and those reports are out there on The Athletic or wherever, I think now that would be peak what-in-the-hell-is-Scott-Fitter-doing territory.
2: Yeah, I don't think that they would turn that down if they got that offer again at this point, especially with the rumors uh, that you hear. And I think as far as a suitor, it would be interesting to see what what type of team would do that because that is, in my mind – mortgaging your future to an extent uh, for a pass rusher. And in my mind, there are only a few guys that are worthy of that type of haul, because I think in retrospect, Rams fans probably would have looked at that deal and been like, what in the world were we thinking to try to make that type of deal, to give up two ones for Brian Burns. I think Brian Burns, again, we've talked about it. He's a good player, but I mean, that type of deal in my mind is reserved for the Boses, the Garrett's and guys like that, like really franchise defensive players that dominate week in week out the game plan is designed to stop them and even yet that is not enough. And so in this scenario, uh thinking about it because I'm like if Detroit did that, this is a team pretty much built off of the draft. So I'm not sure that they would be willing to do that. Um but I yeah, they've had so many picks. So they had three first
0: round picks. They hit with Brian Branch, LaPorta. Even yeah. Jameer Gibbs is good when he's on the field. I wonder if they'd be willing, all right, we we got enough young talent. We can get rid of some of these first-round picks. And then that's when we start to get to a Jared Goff contract
2: conversation. Well, yeah, and also that. Fascinating. And, and what you would have to pay Burns. And also, staying young keeps you cheap. And that's, that's the reason why I'm not sure that a lot of smart contenders would do something like that because when you stay young – uh, that keeps you cheap as far as the the bargaining scale with contracts and things of that nature. So two first round picks, those could be two potential studs that you're not paying stud money to, like you would have to a Brian Burns.
0: Yeah, I just Burns' future with this team is so shaky. I it, with the Rams having offered that and then the Panthers turned it down. You have to imagine they didn't expect this to happen with Brian Burns. They had to imagine they would be able to come to an agreement. At some point but this is all with we saw the foreshadowing why didn't carolina and that goes down to that conversation so i here's the other thing too if carolina is not willing to give brian burns 30 million dollars a year what teams are going to be willing to do that because at the beginning of the season we were willing to and Mm -hmm. look i know he's not been nick bosa level but this was the whole argument anyway that hasn't changed We knew Brian Burns wasn't Nick Bosa, even Max Crosby, probably a better edge rusher than Brian Burns. But anybody that was pro-paying Brian Burns was arguing that it's all about what the market dictates. It's not about where you are in actual hierarchy of talent. It doesn't matter if you're not the third best edge rusher. You're going to get paid like the third best edge rusher. Anybody that was pro-paying Brian Burns was arguing that. So that hasn't really changed. So now the question is, is there another team that would be willing to give him $30 million if Carolina's not going to? And at that point, Carolina might have lost a lot of leverage. If if they're not, then at that point, they probably did lose it. But I still think sense of urgency. If they don't get anything at this trade deadline, that is 60% of the haul that you got last year, 70, something like that then it's going to be, uh, I think, in what might already be a mismanaged situation with their edge rusher.
2: Yeah, right now he's on pace for about the same amount of sacks he had last year in that 12 to 13 range. He's on pace for probably more tackles for loss than he had last year. And he's coming off of two Pro Bowl appearances. So, I mean, as I said, I think a one is certainly in the cards. Uh, for a team that's contending that knows that, okay, I got that's gotta, baseline. You, I, yeah. I, I'm not trading them for anything yeah, less I than think, a one. I, th- I think a one is in the cause. I guess it just determines what else you want in the deal, or do you want to go for a wide receiver?
0: I was trying to look at some teams that make sense. Uh, TFB wrote in, how about Seattle? Is that a team that would make some sense? So I don't know. I'm trying to look up some of these teams in their future capital, but if Seattle was hanging around, Maybe. Uh, you would trade with what has been a rival of yours. It's not like they have a ton of star power on that defensive line. You could finally get after the quarterback. You're cooking with Geno Smith and the two wide receivers on the outside. You like Kenneth Walker as the running back, and yeah. just shore up that defense a little more. That might make some sense. Yeah. I was They'll trying get
2: to beat down by the Niners though, but you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: Forty <49ers laughs> already paid somebody thirty million at the edge. I don't think they're going to do it again. So 49ers would be out. I'm looking at some contenders.
2: I, what about? I mean, could Philly do it? They could, but it's like, good lord. Like, how many people are they going to pay and how many pass rushes do you need?
1: It it would be illegal for them to have Raddick, Jalen (laughs) Carter, and Brian Burns all on the same defensive line.
0: Because it it turns out to be real smart business, in my opinion, if you let Hargrave go and then you just pick up Jalen Carter.
2: Oh, they, they, they definitely made a great pickup in. Uh, and I was wrong on him, but they certainly made a great pickup as far as replacing Hargrave.
0: So if you if you have Nolan Smith, who you drafted, right? I believe it's Nolan Smith, mm-hmm. and then you also have Jalen Carter. Just anybody out of Georgia, they drafted him. be Dean, <laughs> crazy. So then you you go and you get Brian Burns to put alongside him, and then you just get another pass rusher from Carolina, like you did Hassan. I wonder if that's a team that could be in the mix, not just Jeremy Chin. And at, are the Rams? What about the Rams again? if the Rams were willing to do it last year and they're performing better than expectations this season, then are they going to be in the mix? They could be a possibility. So I guess what, what is there to say that, oh, they're just out now. Cause I don't, they didn't make a big old trade that got rid of those assets. They were willing to give Carolina. They had them then. And I don't think they made a big trade that got rid of them. So maybe just, can you call Sean McVay again? Say, Hey, remember that trade remember, remember we that talked time? about? My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You know, we were thinking about it. And we would do that. How about this? Two first rounds and a third? You're good? Let's do it. let might go, go
2: back it. to the well with the Bears. The Bears could use them. I mean, you look at 2024 cap space, the Bears are up there. I mean, they're looking at upwards of over $110 million in cap space, maybe them. The Patriots could be a team you could see make a deal. Because I'm looking at cap space for 2024. Uh, the Commanders, the Titans, Texans. Uh, bangles, all of those I would think would be players in the Brian Burns sweepstakes because they could have the money to be able to give him a new deal. Uh, trash man
0: wrote in and I thought about this one. What about the team we just played? Yeah. Miami just traded for Bradley Chubb. I was looking at their picks. They have a first round pick in this upcoming draft. They have their 2025. I'm 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 looking at some of the first, at least from what I'm looking at right now, it could be wrong. But I know they gave up a lot to go get Chubb and Tyreek Hill, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, so they gave up a lot of first. Maybe I'm wrong on them not having their uh, on them having their 2024. But you're talking about a Miami team that even Jalen Phillips, he's a really good player. He's just been hurt this season on opposite of Bradley Chubb. And Bradley Chubb, not top five guy, but pretty good. I could see it, but I don't I don't think they would do it. I think they like their defensive line yeah, enough. The,
2: the Bears and the Texans will be a couple of teams I will probably look at. I mean, the Bears, I know you just did business with them, so maybe you try to see if you could do business with them again, but I don't know if they would give up the picks that they're going to have.
0: Last one, Baltimore, I think, would be
2: in play. Yeah, Baltimore seems like they always get uh, good defensive players, and so I could see them being in the mix as well. But that Lamar Jackson contract, Complicates things. It does a little bit, yeah.
0: That's why the Baltimore Ravens wanted to hold out a little bit on paying them, so you could pay everybody else. Um, the last thing about the Bears too, I just I don't want to lose a trade with them. I'm not saying you did. You got Bryce Young. You didn't lose this past trade, but I also just a little just a little scared. I don't want to lose two big trades and just say, hey, all right, <laughs> you go be Carolina North and steal that title away from the Buffalo Bills, and then you get all the star players. Buffalo became Carolina North because they just kept getting, like, the second and third string guys and signing practice squad players. But Chicago, if they got Brian Burns and teamed him up with DJ Moore, it was like, well, hell, we should have just traded Chris McCaffrey to him.
1: Well, then you got Washington, Rivera, Herney, Samuel. Oh, for
0: sure, for sure. Like,
1: they're they're the political panther. You got Panther North, and then you got political panther.
0: They are indeed. That's exactly (laughs) what they are. All right, let's go to the last fitty Flash of the day before we move on.
3: it didn't.
1: Guys, are you surprised that James Harden did not report to practice today? <laughs>
2: Man, there's so many conflicting reports. One says he, he will, then another said that he won't. Uh, you know, this has been wild.
1: Well, there's something
0: that he's going to sacrifice even more money if he doesn't show up because there's something in the collective bargaining agreement, I believe, that dictates he has to be there or else he won't become a free agent. And James Harden wants to become a free agent. He wants to be traded too. So, but yes, I, I, I'm not surprised that he's not showing up to practice, but he'll show up before the deadline hits of him sacrificing more money.
1: I just want Fat Harden in Philadelphia.
0: He might do it.
1: I really do. Just go put the 40-pound fat suit on. I want that image, and I want to hear the Philly fans be Philly fans.
0: What a mess, because if you do that, Nick Nurse, then you're only just destroying your trade value even more so. And the big hang-up here is because he wants to go to the Clippers, but the Clippers don't want to give up Terrence Mann along with draft capital to go get James Harden and so, if we get fat James Harden, who's out of shape, and you got to trade for him in season, then it would just have his trade value plummet even more so.
1: Although Harden would look good on that acre sized big screen that's going to be in the Clippers' new facility.
0: He might need it if he gets fat James Harden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and by the way, I mean, you got, I mean, Nurse is going to have to really doctor his team up. Yeah. I'm glad to
0: you, you brought the back. to make them contenders
1: in the Eastern Conference. Look at you.
0: That's your man, Wes. Can you get on him, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got
0: to deal with that the next two days. More crickets ahead on Wesson Walker. One more segment to go. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams
3: at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: Segment for Wesson Walker on a Wednesday It's the last segment for me Just to prep y'all It'll be the Wes and Fitty show for the next two days Yep, Going out of town And what was described to me As a very secluded house Somewhere where somebody's gonna get married And apparently this thing is like a big old mansion The pictures are Very like whoa I've never seen anything like this before And apparently it's damn secluded Like the text message that I got Beforehand was Make sure you bring an extra case of beer if you're staying for the weekend because it's not too easy to go to the grocery. It's not like one of those places where you can just go make a grocery run real quick. So, a little scary there, but it should be really cool. That's where I'm going, and it'll be the Western Fitty show the next couple of days. I know.
2: You are the wedding king.
0: That's crazy, man. I, Doug was asking me about this on Locked on Hornets, too. Like, is this the last one of the season? I was like, yeah, but wedding season, it's only a couple months away after this, so get a, <laughs> get a little bit of a break, and then we'll come back, ready to roll for the next wedding season in 2024.
1: Is this your friend or your girlfriend's friend?
0: Girlfriend's friend. Okay. Don't say anything wild. Don't say anything don't
1: wild. Don't say anything wild, but uh, is it, how aggravated do you get going to weddings during football season? Because I actively root for people that choose to get married from August to February to get divorced. i said don't say anything wild that's not wild it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) and and there you have it it's yeah i I actively root for their marriage to fail you are wild Fiddy. um uh, i don't get too bothered by it i don't like missing work and stuff so that's a little bit of a problem
1: but yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a good time what would it take for you to miss a wedding like, let's say Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7, Ooh, Hornets at home. I would miss it. I'd miss it. But yeah. it's 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 your best friend. Like, it's your flounder getting married. What are you doing?
0: All right, then I'd miss it. I'm going to be there for my people like that. I'd, I'd miss it. you missed miss the
1: wedding or no, you'd miss no, the no, game? I'm sorry,
0: I'd miss the game. I'd miss the game. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. How
1: about you? Wake Forest is in the national championship game. So it's a random Monday wedding, and it's your whoever your flounder is. You you at the wedding, or are you watching your team play for a national? Nah, championship? Nah, for us
2: in the national championship ain't no way in hell. It had to be. I don't even know what it would have to be for me to miss that. So <laughs> he just have to understand. How great is it that I?
0: They're correct, by the way. But the standards the standards he throws at me are conference final.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something you've never seen before.
0: Something I've never seen the Hornets experience before. Yeah. And for Wake Forest, it's a championship., yeah. but that's how low the standards are for the Charlotte Hornets, the <laughs> right. team that I cover as much as you know that that's as much of a team as I cover. Yeah, the standards are real, man. This is what San it Francisco on the Super Bowl too.
2: Yeah, really. I hear you. Yeah, somebody get married on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't care oh, who yeah. it is. Oh, I'm for not sure. going. No, that, that's that's okay. weird.
1: Does that going. one validate my statement that you should root for a divorce if you're getting married on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday? I don't know how.
0: I would love to know how many people have been married on Super Bowl Sunday.
2: That would be a great question. I'd say, do you know what day it is? As soon as they what? ask me who it is, I say, yo, do you know what day it is?
0: Uh, that's weird. All right, let's. I did want to go to a couple things real quickly. I wanted to go rapid fire. So we were discussing things that North Carolina sports fans or North Carolinians in general, things that we can all agree on. It is a universal agreement. What are those things? Tell me if you want to get the yay or nay. I sound. got it. Okay, cool. I'm so a here, producer, remember? Yep, you are. All right. So we should have drafted Brooke Lopez instead of DJ Augustine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, was,
2: I got a knuck
1: from smoke in the building. Slurry
2: Brown, you uh, got a what
1: from smoke? A nuck. Knuckles Okay I've never heard that I've never heard that Been uh, shorthanded no, before No I know what you were thinking Yeah I, I also thought You said something else So That
0: would be bad Next one Purple and teal color scheme Is the GOAT We can all agree on that Yeah Next one Jericho Cotry caught it Come on, I disagree
1: He caught it They said no If Dez didn't catch it Cotry didn't catch it
0: I forgot I was dealing With the Cowboys fan It's a good rebuttal mm-hmm. To be honest with you We all hate George Shin Yep 3A exit on I-277 is the most dangerous exit in the city. Only Jesus can take the wheel and have you survive. <laughs> yep. Bojangles is the best hangover food. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I'd know. go with McDonald's. It's great, but there's,
2: there's a lot of choices. Not
0: universal that. agreement. Okay. Uh, the last one. Ohio needs to step down on being first in flight, claiming Steph Curry, and claiming to have the Queen City.
1: Your doggone Get out of here, Ohio.
0: That's right. Grind my
1: gears. Who has ever been to Cincinnati and thought, "Damn, that's a queen city." Their skyline is what they say. Their skyline ain't as pretty as ours. That's right. And neither is their chili.
0: (laughs) That Charlotte (laughs) chili. That Charlotte chili is different. (laughs) No doubt about it. All right. I wanted to empty the drop clip, but I'll just tease you. the next two days because i'm not going to be here it'll be the wesson fitty show and fitty has been so hard at work that he's been getting new sound and new drops for you so he'll have that for you on a thursday and a friday that'll do it for the wesson walker show it's wesson fitty tomorrow and friday coming up next it's kyle bailey and smoke ludwig all on sports radio 92.7 wfnz